presented by the American Petroleum Institute. Hey there, Playbook listeners. I'm Rogu Munavalin. The House GOP goes through growing pains, debt ceiling messaging, plus what's next for Representative Ilhan Omar. Here are the big things we're watching on Tuesday, January 31st. As House Republicans try to boot Representative Ilhan Omar off the House Foreign Affairs Committee, the Minnesota Democrat is laying the groundwork to maintain her leadership on key international issues. Today, we're told, Omar will launch a new U.S.-Africa policy working group aimed at organizing bipartisan briefings with administration officials, NGOs, and other Africa experts who are tackling issues from agriculture and infrastructure to governance and climate change. And ahead of their meeting on Wednesday, President Joe Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy had this to say about the debt ceiling. Biden, when asked by CNN what his message to McCarthy would be in that meeting, said it would be show me your budget and I'll show you mine. For McCarthy, according to CNN's Manu Raju, Melanie Zanona, and Lauren Fox, the challenge will be in balancing the interests of House Republicans eager to use their leverage on the debt ceiling to enact priorities that would otherwise be ignored by the White House and the Senate but also finding a deal with Democrats without being seen as caving into their demands. One month into the House Republican majority, a clear picture is emerging of the problems Speaker Kevin McCarthy will face managing his slim five-seat majority. Already, Republicans are scrambling to salvage red meat proposals they've been talking about for months, whether it's cracking down on the southwest border or targeting Omar's committee seat. It is the early going, but the new majority's struggles in passing messaging bills does not bode well for the more consequential legislation that will have to clear the House later on this term. Representative Bill Johnson had this to say in what we might call the understatement of the year, nothing in a majority this narrow is going to be easy. There are two key dynamics we're watching this week. In late December, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise laid out plans for the House to pass 11 top priority bills and resolutions the first two weeks of the GOP takeover. We're a day away from February, and they've passed only six. While the new majority cleared bills curbing IRS funding and abortions and launched three new investigative panels, they've had to push pause on legislation dealing with the southern border and criminal justice, including a symbolic resolution opposing efforts to defund law enforcement. As for the border bill, which would give the Department of Homeland Security new powers to keep migrants from entering, GOP leaders are facing a centrist backlash over fears that the bill could block legitimate asylum claims, said Border Representative Tony Gonzalez to the Washington Post. One, it's not Christian, and two, to me, it's very anti-American. After Democrats booted two GOP reps from their committees over extremist remarks back in 2021, McCarthy promised immediately to respond in kind once he held the speaker's gavel, including by sidelining Omar over past anti-Semitic remarks she's apologized for. But hopes of a tit-for-tat have been spoiled for now. House Majority Whip Tom Emmer told Playbook last night, I don't know if it'll be this week. He did express confidence that they'll have the votes eventually. It's more than just an attendance issue, however. Three Republicans say they wouldn't vote to oust Omar, including Representatives Ken Buck, Victoria Sparts, and Nancy Mace. But there are much broader concerns about an Omar ouster. Last night, 
Representative Matt Gates told Newsmax that he's undecided, explaining that while he supported McCarthy's decision to kick California Democrats Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell off the Intelligence Committee, he had qualms about lumping Omar in that same category. Also undecided is Representative David Joyce, leader of the centrist Republican Governance Group, who told Playbook last night he's pressed party leaders to ensure Omar will get a chance to defend herself. The former prosecutor said everyone is entitled to do process. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 10.05 a.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden will depart the White House to head to New York City. There, he'll deliver remarks on the bipartisan infrastructure law. At 3.30, Biden will participate in a DNC reception, and at 4.45, Biden will depart New York to return to the White House. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar. At 1.55, the vice president will ceremonially swear in Jessica Davis-Baugh as U.S. ambassador to Côte d'Ivoire. At 4.25, Harris will award the Congressional Space Medal of Honor to two recipients. The House will meet at 10 a.m. and noon to consider the Freedom for Healthcare Workers Act and the Pandemic is Over Act. The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Manavalan. Have a good Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. The world's need for more reliable, affordable energy is intertwined with the goal of building a lower carbon future. Meeting energy demand and alleviating energy poverty worldwide with reliable, affordable energy while reducing greenhouse gas emissions is a challenge that the natural gas and oil sector is meeting head on. The solution is right here. 